This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. For Ampere Music, you're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan, and if I sound excited, it's because I am. It's the first time in 800 days that I'm recording a show at NPR. I've been doing this in a, a bedroom at home uh, in my apartment for the last uh, c- couple of years. And But, wow, here I am in front of these uh, beautiful uh, Neumann microphones. And uh, I have some great news for you, too. Um, every year, uh, I look forward to making uh, one particular phone call. So the judges for the Tiny Desk Contest, we've made a decision on the winner, and we're about to call them. And they have no idea. I, I, I wanted to let you know, uh, Alyssa, that you won the Tiny Desk Contest. <laughs> uh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm so happy about it. Your entries have been amazing. <laughs> I, um, thank you so much. Mm. This is an honor and a shock. I've been seriously considering uh, stepping away from music, but I guess I can't yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, P.S. I'm sorry. You can't do that. <laughs> um, thank you. Wow. That's the reaction of Elisa Amador, our 2022 Tiny Desk Contest winner. She's a musician living around Boston, but her family is from Puerto Rico, New Mexico, Argentina. She was chosen out of the many thousands of entries by judges, including Big Crit, Ile, Michelle Zahner of Japanese Breakfast, Ravina, WBGO's Nate Chinin, NPR's Tiny Desk producer Bobby Carter, and myself. We all loved her music. So it's time to play her winning entry. The song is called Malanga Accidental. Cuando miro adentro, cuando miro afuera otra vez De la periferia hasta el mero centro Siempre soy testigo y juez Cuando sabré descifrar mi razón Oh, 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 oh,
That's Elisa Amador, the 2022 Tiny Desk Contest winner. Elisa will play her very own Tiny Desk Concert at NPR. We hope to have that go online by the end of May. From there, she'll be going on tour. Go to npr.org slash tinydeskcontest to see if she'll be coming to your town. And you can hear an interview with her on NPR's All Things Considered, Tuesday, May 17th. And then uh, it's archived on the NPR site. All very exciting and so thrilled to be back in the office. In 2007, Swedish artist Jens Lekman put out his second album, Night Falls Over Cortadala. On that record was this song, a postcard to Nina. Nina, I can be your boyfriend So you can stay with your girlfriend Your father is a sweet old man But it's hard for him to understand That you want to love a woman Nina, I can be your boyfriend if it puts an end to all this nonsense First time I see you in Berlin And you don't tell me anything Until outside your dad's apartment Oh, God, Jesus Christ I've tried to focus on your eyes Having dinner with your family now Catch your left eyebrow If it's race, it means yes If it's not, it means take a guess Hey, you stop kicking my legs I'm doing my best Can you pass the face? Now in 2022, Jens Lechman has followed up with a new song to Nina It's the title track to his new album The Linden Trees Are Still in Blossom I've often written songs in the forms of letters because when I address another person in letter form Something happens in my songwriting. The focus moves away from the South. The world opens up. Me and Nina were pen pals from the beginning. We got in touch in high school because her class was looking for a Swedish class to practice Swedish with, and I was studying German. The teacher dropped a bag of letters on her desk, and we got to pick one each. I remember that her envelope had a drawing of Pee Wee Herman on it. I didn't know who he was, but it stood out from the other letters, so I picked that. After corresponding for a few years, she asked if I wanted to come to Berlin, and that's where the story takes place. On the bus back home, I thought to myself, well, that song wrote itself. It was about five or six years ago since I heard from her last. We had started to drift apart a bit, not that anything had happened, it was just our lives going in different directions. And then one day her email bounced. I don't know if she'll ever hear this song. I don't know if she'll reply, but I hope she's doing well. Nina, the linden trees are blooming. The kettle on the stove is boiling I take my tea just like Proust Traveling backwards to my youth Munching on a madeleine Your email bounced last time I tried 
And you hated social media more than I Did we just slowly fizzle out Or did I leave you with a doubt We'd reached the end of the line school I briefly studied German They told us a German class was searching For pen pals to exchange languages The teacher left a letter on my desk It had a drawing of Pee Wee Herman And that's all it took to make a friend And one day you asked me to come to Berlin I've told that story more times than I can count But it still gets me laughing Someone asked if I'd made you up who cares these days who you love But in Texas and Brazil People knew that you were real It seemed the story played out rough And this was ten years before Orlando This was thirteen years before Tronimo Before the Russian gay laws Before Viktor Orban put his paws On the colors of the rainbow Sometimes I think about your father How he turned 180 soon after I hope you've been able to reconcile It must be hard but I know you tried If you see him, please say hi you sleeping on my shoulder under their shade in Tiergarten I know all stories have an ending but if you're out there somewhere listening send me a postcard if you want no hard feelings if you don't Your old friend Jens Lekman. 
Jens Lechman, and the title track from his new album, The Linden Trees Are Still in Blossom, and that album's out now. Jens is also currently on a U.S. tour, and I hope to see him when he comes to D.C. Maybe he's coming to your town, too. It's break time, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History, from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, A People's History, tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, is now streaming on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Thanks to Dana-Farber's foundational work, protein degradation can target cancer-causing proteins and destroy them right inside the cell. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I fell in love with the harmonies and sound of a new duo called Companion. And then I learned they're identical twin sisters with a debut album titled Second Day of Spring. The song is called If I Were a Ghost. Joe and Sophia from Companion here. When we were 13, our father took his own life, and while we were grieving the loss of our father, we were also grieving the loss of our mother, because in so many ways, she lost a huge part of who she was when he died. She lost her husband of 25 years, the father of her children, and we lost the mother that we had known and loved as well. I started writing this song after I'd gone through a breakup. And though I was definitely heartbroken, I knew that my suffering likely paled in comparison to what my mom had been feeling. So I wrote this song as an attempt to understand her and have some empathy and compassion. When I brought the song to Joe, it practically finished itself. We wrote it in an hour, and it was one of the most emotional songwriting experiences we've had. But it came out saying exactly what we wanted to say. And it captured the feelings and the emotions that we had been experiencing and our mom had been experiencing for those years.
The sounds of companion sisters Sophia and Joe Babb. The song, If I Were a Ghost, is from their debut album, Second Day of Spring, and that comes out on May 27th. Now new music from Northern Ireland, an artist known as Soak. Their third album, If I Never Know You Like This Again, is out this week, and the song I want to play is called Purgatory. Hi, it's Soak here, and my song Purgatory is about the fear of time and the fleeting nature of everything. Um, I think I'm someone who's quite afraid of how quick time passes and I'm always quite worried that I'm not doing enough with the time that I do have. I think my ultimate fear is this concept of your life flashing before your eyes and the movie trailer that you're given not being something that you're satisfied with. It's kind of a maybe a unnecessary fear to have at 26, but... I do think about it often and it kind of, a lot of my decisions are made with that in mind. I I began writing the song because I felt like all this time was being stolen from me um, through the pandemic and I just had to voice all those, the worries I had, I guess. (sighs) When my life flashes before my eyes, will I be ready or big for I'm nothing scares me like my irrelevance That's why I feel every silence with nonsense From tomorrow on I'm gonna be legit no more Saying things for the hell of it You know I, I get carried away with things I just wanted you to find me interesting
Soak, the music of Bride Iman's Watson and the song Purgatory from their third album, If I Never Know You Like This Again, which is out May 20th. And I'll take us out on an artist I first discovered singing in the Toronto band Weaves. Now singer Jasmine Burke is doing music of her own under her first name. Jasmine's album In the Wild is produced with John Congleton, and the song I'll take us out on is called Cruel Moon. I'm Bob Boylan at the NPR studios in Washington, D.C. for the first time in 800 days. It's all songs considered. Take care, everybody. My song Cruel Moon feels like an escapist song to me. We were kind of deep in the pandemic life, and I hadn't left the house much, and I was fantasizing about being on tour and singing and moving, and I think that's when this song kind of came to me. I wanted to write something that would get people feeling the urge to dance because I think movement had been really essential for me over the last few years and getting out that static energy that, you know, was taking place. And, you know, song and dance really can be healing and it does help us through the hardships. And so I wanted to write a song that felt sort of like a party song, sort of like a Taylor Swift shake it off vibe, but done in my own way. And, you know, this song sort of reared its head (laughs) during the pandemic and it's meant to be something to have fun to.
This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology. Hosted by Katie Milkman, an award-winning behavioral scientist and author of the best-selling book, How to Change, Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Hear true stories from Nobel laureates, historians, authors, athletes, and more about why people do the things they do. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash podcast or wherever you listen. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news, some of it meaningful, much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First every day. Listen every morning, wherever you get your podcasts.